brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hi, I'm Snigdha Sharma and you're listening to Three Things, the Indian Express news show. In this episode, we discuss the country-wide doctors' protest. We also talk about 5G in India and Pakistan's recent statement expressing concern over hate speech against Muslims in India. Beginning with the doctors' strike. As cases of the Omicron variant of the COVID-19 virus are on the rise, thousands of resident doctors from medical college-associated hospitals have withdrawn from all services and have taken to the streets. In fact, the protest started nearly a month ago with resident doctors, both junior and senior, withdrawing first from the OPD services, then routine care of patients in the ward and then planned surgeries and finally from the emergency services. But things further escalated in Delhi on Monday when the protesting doctors alleged that they were beaten, dragged and detained by the Delhi police during their march to the Supreme Court. On Tuesday, the Union Minister of Health, Mansukh Mandavia, expressed regret for any misbehaviour on part of the police and urged the resident doctors to rejoin work amid rising COVID-19 cases, but the protesting doctors appeared to be in no mood to relent. According to the Federation of Resident Doctors Association, or FORDA, resident doctors across the country have threatened mass resignation if the government fails to expedite the matter. So to find out what is going on, we spoke to Indian Express's Anonna Datta, who has been covering the protest. So Anonna, could you begin by explaining to us why are the doctors protesting? What are their demands? So the doctors have been demanding that the NEET PG counselling for the year be expedited. The counselling has been delayed repeatedly now because of a clutch of cases that are going on in Supreme Court some challenging the newly introduced uh, quota for the economically weaker sections. So because of these court cases, usually the uh, NEET PG test happens in January every year, which was postponed and happened in September. And the counselling should have followed soon after, but that did not happen. Now, this has resulted in nearly 45,000 medical students across the country wasting almost a year not getting through for their PG studies. And also it has resulted in one third of the PG students in medical college hospitals being less, which affects the patient care services directly at these hospitals. So before the anticipated third wave of COVID-19, the doctors want that this shortfall be filled up and the need PG counseling be conducted. Right. Now, uh, Anona, yesterday we saw things escalating when doctors in Delhi alleged that uh, they were manhandled by the Delhi police. Even female doctors uh, were manhandled. So what happened and how did it affect the protests? The doctors have been protesting since November end now. It was paused for a week in between December 9th and 17th. But since December 17th, all the resident doctors have withdrawn from OPD services, services in the ward taking care of patients, 
elective surgeries as well as emergency services. Yesterday, the doctors decided to march to Supreme Court demanding that uh, the hearing for uh, these cases that are pending right now, which is delaying the counseling, be expedited. But on the way, they were stopped at ITO by the police and around 50 of them were detained there. In the scuffle, the doctors tried to sit on the road and the police tried to get them up and get into a bus to detain them. In this whole incident, some people got injured. There was some uh, tussle that happened. There were some incidents where male police officers tried to remove women doctors who were protesting. So that's uh, what happened yesterday, which enraged the doctors further and resulted in several others joining the protest today. Right. And uh, Anona, again, you were reporting all day from the ground, uh, you know, covering the protest. Can you tell us what is happening right now? After the scuffle with the police yesterday, the doctors were enraged and they tried to march to the health minister's residence at night. And uh, nearly 2,500 of them were detained at Sarojini Nagar police station at night. From there, they had an understanding with the police and they uh, came back to Savdarjang Hospital at night and decided to continue their protest at Savdarjang Hospital. This is where the doctors were in the morning. They were ready to march to the health ministry today. And that's when the health minister actually called for a meeting with the representatives of the resident doctors' organizations and uh, met with them in the afternoon. He assured that... Uh, on January 6th, when the next hearing of the uh, matter is in Supreme Court, the government of India will submit their report on this economically weaker sections before that and try to expedite the case. He also apologized for any misbehavior on the part of the police today. After that, the uh, resident doctors came back to the hospital and after a quick discussion said they wouldn't be calling off the strike as of now. At 8, there is another meeting with all the representatives of the resident doctors' organizations where a final decision on the strike will be taken. Okay. So, Anona, since you mentioned the cases pending in the Supreme Court, could you tell us about them? What are these pending cases uh, regarding the new uh, EWS quota? So, along with uh, the other reservations in the admission process, the government has also introduced a new quota for those who are economically weaker. And I don't know the details of all the cases, but some of the cases have also challenged this 8 lakh annual income as a criteria for availing this quota. So the government has to submit a report on why this particular income limit has been selected for the quota to the Supreme Court for the cases to go ahead. Right. So, uh, Anona, could you explain to us how have the delays in uh, NEET PG counselling affected hospital services? So, basically, the outgoing batch of the junior residents, those who are uh, PG students but also work in the hospitals, have already left after completing their education and joined various hospitals, either their own or other hospitals which has now resulted in a shortfall of one-third of the strength in medical college hospitals. And there is no incoming batch at the moment. So the students who were previously in first year and second year have been handling the patient load on their own for all these months. A new batch uh, should have joined by May 
and they still haven't and these doctors have been working 100 to 120 hours a week in some cases to make up for the shortfall this is the reason that they finally decided to take to streets and ask the government to expedite the process so that before a third wave they have enough resident doctors in the hospital okay and uh, finally uh, if you can tell us how have the protests affected uh, the daily functioning of hospitals so in delhi several big medical college associated hospitals such as the safdarjung hospital the two hospitals associated with lady harding medical college dr ramanohar lohia hospital loknayak hospital gtb hospital the resident doctors here have withdrawn from all work including emergency work which means only the senior faculty members and consultants are now taking care of patients in the opd those who are admitted as well as in the emergency meaning there is a huge staff crunch in all the hospitals and they are not able to see too many patients most hospitals have cut down on their opd timings they have cancelled planned surgeries and uh, they have had to stop uh, taking in more patients to ensure that uh, they are able to take care of the others with just the faculty members so this is the situation right now in the bigger hospitals in delhi the smaller ones are currently functioning as they should but some have now said that they might join the protest because of the whole uh, incidents yesterday and now coming to 5g On Monday in an official statement the Department of Telecommunications or DOT said that Delhi Gurgaon Mumbai Bengaluru Kolkata Ahmedabad Hyderabad and Pune will be the first places to get 5G services next year while the dates are yet to be decided for the 5G spectrum auction all three private telecom players Reliance Jio Infocom Bharti Airtel and Vodafone Idea have been urging the DOT to lay out a clear roadmap for the spectrum allocation and 5G frequency bands so that they are able to plan the rollout of services accordingly at the beginning of this year DOT had sought inputs from telcos and industry experts on the sale and use of radio frequency spectrum over the next 10 years including the 5G bands so to understand how 5G is going to change internet usage in india and how well our country is prepared for such technology we spoke to in an express's ashish aryan So Ashish first of all could you begin by telling us uh, explaining to us what is 5G Since then the development of mobile telephony which started from 2G the second generation of mobile phones really for most of the users and then it was third generation fourth generation so it's the multiple generations that will keep coming or that will be the upgrades in long term evolution mobile broadband networks which is the LTE what we see or what we generally know the lte mobile broadband network so 5g or fifth generation that is the latest upgrade which is in the works right now and it is the one technology which companies and telecom service providers alike are confident that it is not per se an upgrade of 4g but it is a completely new technology which will change the way we see mobile telephony and which will bring in play the vast experience or the vast universe that is there of internet of thing devices as such so that is what 5g is mainly works in three bands which is low mid and high frequency all of which they have their uses as well as limitations so basically in a nutshell that this is the latest technology that is there for mobile telephony as well as to connect to devices wirelessly right 
and uh, where does india stand globally you know in terms of uh, this kind of technology as far as india is concerned we were late to the 2g party as such in fact we were so late to adopting 3g that we had to jump directly from 2g to 4g but the arrival of 4g has been welcomed in a grand way i mean almost all the users that you see these days are on 4g technology and with the arrival of 4g since internet speeds became faster and the prices of recharges or internet use for a month that since went down dramatically due to a host of factors what we now see is that there's a vast proliferation of smartphone networks and there are smartphones almost in every hands whatever be the price so from starting from the smallest price ranges to the highest price ranges and the best of phones there are smartphones in every hands because the 4g internet has been so affordable and it has been so cheap that is one part if we see in terms of readiness of where does india stand so the government has said that the 5g auction would take place in march or april 2022 but some of the experts are skeptical that it could be delayed by at least one quarter which means that it could happen in june or july or later because some of the telecom service providers they are yet to complete all their trials and you know test various aspects so like i said various equipment makers and various telecom service providers and various experts are saying that 5g should not be considered a natural extension of 4g because it is a completely new and different technology and it can bring in play various devices which will run on internet of things artificial intelligence machine learning and so on and so forth which is still in trial phases or which is still not exactly finalized so all these will come into play in the next step so that said that the auctions are yet to take place the trai which is the telecom regulatory authority of india they are in the final stages of stakeholder consultations and they are likely to submit their recommendations to the dot early next year which may be by january or february then of course if we talk about the three private players that we have bharti airtel they have conducted trials in partnership with ericsson for you know mobile phones which are available in the market and similarly vodafone idea which is now vi they have conducted some tests for enterprise and business solutions and again reliance jio infocom which had said that they would build an indigenous 5g network they have also completed that network and they are conducting trials such as connecting drones or speed test and other aspects so this is as far as preparedness of or on 5g is concerned right now very important question uh, ashish uh, is uh, that why has the government said that big cities will get access to this uh, 5g technology first what is the reasoning behind that So one of the major reasons why the Department of Telecommunications they said on Monday that cities like Gurugram, Bengaluru, Kolkata, Mumbai, Chandigarh, Delhi, Jamnagar, Ahmedabad these are the bigger cities which will get 5G first. So it confuses everyone that why should bigger cities get 5G first? Why not these smaller cities? But there are two three reasons that could be attributed to it, and we talked to experts and they explained that why this makes sense is that first things first that these all all three private telecom players who have access to trial spectrum for 5G. they have been working with telecom equipment makers such as ericsson and nokia and they have been conducting trials in these cities itself at certain located sites is that so there are reasons for it for one of the first reasons is that it is in these bigger cities that you have more affluent customers and you have more customers who will be willing to come and upgrade from 4g to 5g and it will make lives easier for telecom service providers to convince people to try out the new technology even if the price point is slightly higher 
A second reason is that you know cities like these provide all kinds of locations such as walled complexes and open spaces uh, which are suitable for testing of various 5G bands. So when you test these three bands in cities, you can know that okay, which is right for mobile telephony, which band can be used in industrial areas or which applications, and then there are places which are sparsely populated, and then there are places which are extremely densely populated. So you want people of all classes and people who have mobile phone of all ranges to have the same experience when it comes to testing the network so that is why it makes more sense for telecom service providers to launch this or even for the government to start this service in bigger cities first where all these things can be tested out and then slowly roll out to the smaller cities right Now uh next if you can tell us Ashish how will 5G change internet usage experience for customers and also uh you know we are seeing a lot of virtual reality programs and softwares now Facebook has also changed to Meta so I wanted to ask you how big of a role will 5G have uh to play in all of this So signal what changes for consumers is a big question mark that's you know been in everyone's mind So for our listeners I can tell that one of the major changes will be in terms of the experience on their phones and other connected devices that they'll have for instance say users will be able to stream videos with multiple camera angles if they are watching cricket or football right now there is one camera angle and it is entirely dependent on the broadcaster on what camera angle do they want to broadcast but with 5G the broadcaster as well as the consumer will have that option or could get that option to check two three angles and get a more immersive experience of watching the so to say game live while sitting in their drawing room and then of course it also translates to playing or experiencing more immersive video games using vr headsets or other accessories which is where facebook's meta and microsoft and other companies they come in they have launched their vr headsets So for example if you want to watch a football game or a cricket game since you will now have the option of watching it from multiple camera angles you can take a bowl of popcorn sit in your drawing room use your VR headset and then feel as if you are sitting in the stadium along with maybe you know 50000 other people so that experience will entirely change the way people view entertainment and sports as such then of course there will be that since like we said that this is next generation completely new technology of telecom network they will also enable a mesh of connected iot devices and devices which will have zero fail rate say such as connected cars or driverless cars the better the services or the better connectivity of that car is with other devices which can track it on a real time basis that would be one use case the second use case could be that since 5g will be so fast and it will be internet service with almost zero fail rate so it could also spawn high speed mobile broadband connectivity and that then replaces the home to fiber or the broadband so to say that we have these days that could be entirely located and then high speed mobile broadband that makes more sense in areas where fiber cannot reach which is where services are constrained due to a host of factors such as hilly terrain or places where the providers do not want to go because they don't have many consumers there so if there is a, not a huge jump in terms of prices high speed mobile broadband could make an entry in a big way in all the difficult terrains and all these areas where it is difficult to lay out fiber due to a host of factors such as annual floods or several other things 
And then, because as far as commercial smartphones are concerned, the newer devices that are there in the market, they already claim to be 5G ready. And equipment makers such as Ericsson believe that within five years, India will have up to 500 million 5G subscriptions. So that's the thing that when this newer technology comes, like we talked about companies like Meta or Alphabet or Google or Microsoft, their plans of taking internet to the next level, internet 3.0 or 4.0, that suddenly comes alive because they'll be able to provide many more services. It, of course, means collection of more data, but that also means that you will get an immersive experience which has not been seen till date. Okay. And uh, Ashish, final question. There are concerns about how safe this technology is going to be. Uh, you know, remember Juhi Chawla's petition, which was uh, dismissed, and then she also had to pay a penalty. But, uh, you know, how valid are these fears? So, Snigdha, the concerns about safety of mobile telephony have not been new. They have been around since, you know, the advent of 2G, 3G, and even 4G. And the concerns are not really about the technology, but the mobile towers which carry these technology to our homes. So the irony is that while people will not stop using mobile phones as such, they will of course curse that uh, these waves are killing the birds and they are affecting human health. Whereas in tests time and again conducted by independent auditors, independent scientific forensic people and independent scientists, as well as several governments and institutions, it has been proven that there is absolutely no harm when it comes to, at least to the human health, there is no harm when it comes from such waves, so to say, which emanate out of these mobile towers. So although there have been concerns, like you rightly mentioned, that even for someone like Juhi Chawla, who is a celebrity and she would have access to all kinds of information, but for even her, it is difficult for the authorities to convince people even of her stature or people who are very well read, that there is no harm absolutely when it comes at least to the human health, when it comes to the waves from these networks. And now coming to Pakistan's statement. Days after the Dharam Sansad, or what many call the hate speech conclave, was held in Uttarakhand's Haridwar, targeting Muslims and calling for violence and assassination, Pakistan's foreign ministry on Monday summoned the most senior Indian diplomat at the High Commission in Islamabad and asked him to convey their serious concerns. While critical statements by foreign ministries are common, summoning of Indian diplomats about incidents related to minorities in India is quite rare. So to find out more about it, we were joined by Indian Express's Shubhajit Roy. So Shubhajit, first of all, can you tell us, has this ever happened before? Yes, Nigda. So essentially, Pakistan on Monday, summoned the most senior diplomat at the Indian High Commission in Islamabad and uh, conveyed to him the serious concerns on these inflammatory speeches that were made in Hardwar at Dharam Sansad. Now, this is an unusual intervention and because it is not nearly a statement that has been made, but Pakistan government has conveyed concerns to the senior-most Indian diplomat in Islamabad and has asked him to convey those concerns to the Indian government. So that is what is unusual and about this, because this is not something that happens every day. Right. Now, uh, Shubhajit, India, on the other hand, has raised similar concerns about uh, the status of minorities, especially uh, Hindus and Sikhs in Pakistan, many times, right? Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? 
So India has over the years has always expressed concern on the situation of minorities in Pakistan, the Hindus and Sikhs in Pakistan and their plight. So because there have been numerous instances of atrocities against these minorities. So over the years, India has made statements. India has also at times summoned their diplomats, but only on occasions when there has been attack on a temple or there has been a more human rights case where, say, a Hindu minority girl has been violated and so on and so forth. So such incidents have not just been condemned, but also diplomats have been summoned and they have been conveyed India's concerns. So that's how India has usually always conveyed its concerns when it came to situation or plight of minorities in Pakistan. Okay. And uh, next, if you could uh, give us a little more detail about what the Pakistan ministry actually said uh, in its statement. They gave a very long statement of their concern, essentially asking the Indian diplomat, who is an Indian foreign service officer, M. Suresh Kumar, he was asked to convey the government of Pakistan's serious concerns to the Indian government over the what they call widely reported open calls by, and I quote here from the statement, by Hindutva proponents for carrying out genocide of Indian Muslims. So as you would recall, during the Dharam Sansad, which was held in Hardwar in December earlier this month, there were a series of hate speeches that, that were made which targeted Muslims and called for violence and assassination. Now, this has obviously has met with outrage and from the political opposition and an FIR has been lodged against three people after that incident. Now, Pakistan Foreign Ministry said that it was highly reprehensible that those who called for ethnic cleansing at the event have neither expressed any regret nor the Indian government has condemned or taken any action against them so far. The statement by the Pakistan Foreign Ministry also said that the reported hate speeches have been viewed with grave concern by Pakistan's civil society and cross-section of the people of Pakistan and around the world. So essentially, it talked about the toxic narrative against minorities in India, particularly Muslims, and that they say has become a norm. And it expected India to investigate these hate speeches and take measures to stop such incidents from occurring in future. Right. And uh, can you next tell us how has Pakistan responded to uh, the similar concerns raised by India in the past uh, regarding the treatment of minorities? Well, in the past, when India has raised such concerns, Pakistan has always said that it is an internal matter of Pakistan and that it looks after its own people, its own nationals, because whether they be Hindus or Sikhs, the minorities living in Pakistan are Pakistani nationals. So they take care of their own people. And India has no right to talk about the issues of Pakistan nationals. That has usually been the template of Pakistan government whenever India has raised such concerns. Right. And uh, final question, has there been any response from India so far? There has been no response from India so far, but 
India in the past has always maintained, just as Pakistan says that they are Pakistan citizens, India has always talked about the fact that minorities in India are Indian citizens and Indian democracy is capable of taking care of its own people, minorities included, and Indian government, judiciary, media, and the political class. The structures of Indian democracy are capable enough to deal with such situations. You were listening to Three Things by the Indian Express. Today's show was written and produced by me, Snigda Sharma, and was edited and mixed by Suresh Pawar. You can follow us and leave us feedback on Facebook or Twitter at Express Podcasts or send us an email at podcasts at indianexpress.com. And if you like this show, please do subscribe and leave us a review wherever you get your podcasts from so more people can find us. You can also look for us in the audio section in the top right corner of our website, indianexpress.com. 